Before we start today's show, I want to invite you to join my community of SaaS founders, agency owners, and others who are sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and tactics for creating successful cold outreach campaigns. It's a free group on Facebook called Cold Outreach Mastery, and you can get there by heading over to morgandwilliams.com slash community. And if Facebook isn't your thing, but you still want valuable cold outreach advice, head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now, let's start today's show. Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. This is the place where you'll find real conversations with real sales leaders about how you can leverage sales technology to get ahead of the pack. Improve your sales numbers by taking advantage of emerging technology before your competitors get there first. They'll share everything from the trends they're seeing in the marketplace to actionable strategies that you can use to make more sales today. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen. And on. Here's your host, Morgan Williams. Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Williams, and today I have the pleasure of interviewing Blake Johnston, CEO of Outbound View. Outbound View helps organizations design, develop, and implement successful outbound sales and B2B lead generation strategies. Their services include outsourced sales development, buyer intent data, list building, and other lead generation services. All closed deals start with the identification of an opportunity. Outbound View helps organizations find more opportunities. Blake, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Can you walk us through your background and how it's led to what you're doing now at Outbound View? Yeah, for sure. So I've always been in sales and marketing roles, spent most of my kind of early career in uh, enterprise sales roles, but in college started building e-commerce companies. So that gave me some background on digital specifically, things like landing pages, paid advertising, kind of the more marketing view on things. And as I was going through my sales career, it was funny. I was, uh, you know, maybe above average salesperson, but I was really, really good at was prospecting. Got just a, a ton of enjoyment out of finding the meetings as much as I did closing the deals. So after uh, spending some time as an account executive, opened my own inside sales consulting firm, you know, ran a startup and then kind of came back to startup world about three years ago where we opened up Outbound Viewer. Our whole thing is everything top of funnel. So to your point, inside sales consulting, outsource sales development, we get a little bit into kind of inbound audits and just, you know, different types of lead gen products to help companies kind of find their next best customer. Awesome. Yeah. Top of funnel is it's the problem that every company has every day, right? How can they find that new blood? I know. Yep. Yep. It's so it's interesting as I think about outbound view specifically, you know, we're a good example. We're, we're young, right? We're only uh, three years old, really only a couple years old where it wasn't just kind of me doing one-off consulting. And we have the problems that everybody has. How do you find new opportunities? What do you do with them? And what are the strategies that you can do across inbound paid outbound partnerships, kind of everything for us uh, inbound was the play initially because we were selling inside sales consulting and outsourced sales development, which is a super spammy space. Mm-hmm. Uh, lead generation <laughs> is a super spammy space. Yeah. Like you just, you know, so you need people to see your content. They need to be coming to you. They need to believe in what you're doing. 
And from there, then you can take them down different paths. And so we've built this inbound engine. And now we hear from people who are coming with the same problems that we have. And a lot of them jump to outbound because for most people, they think it's the easiest thing to do. They jump to outbound and most of them should be doing some outbound, maybe themselves or maybe uh, outsourcing it. But a lot of them still just need fundamentals, right? What are you building on LinkedIn? How are you doing SEO and building content and building up your website? So yeah, that's where we live every day is, is top of funnel. Yeah. And I like what you mentioned about, you know, lead generation being a spammy space and it's hard to get traction in an outbound, using outbound as a channel if you have that type of company because everybody's emailing people like, hey, we can do lead generation services, you know, for next to nothing. And I want to get into what you mentioned about, you know, how inbound was first, your first channel and how you uh, leverage that because uh, even though this is an outbound discussion, I feel like it's connected because when you do outbound, people are going to check you out. They're going to look at your website. They're going to see your content and that's going to help make you more sticky to when you're using outbound. So what types of information or content have you found most valuable that's supported outbound for you? Yep. So you think about outbound specifically, what people often miss about outbound is how important the brand is. Like number one, you just have to have a website, right? That's, that looks legitimate. You're introducing people that have no idea who you are. And that first impression matters a lot. And companies that are recognizable obviously do better at outbound than just random companies. So that's a piece of it, right? There's a visual component to it. And then when, when I think about inbound, I think about two different components. There's tactical, SEO, LinkedIn building. Like, I want to rank for the term outsourced appointment setting. What are ways to do that is one piece. And then I think demand gen, which is more really helpful content guides, like distributing those through partners and how do you build a presence there? So that's how we think about inbound and it all relates to outbound. You know, the more people that come to your site, you can do things like IP tracking and go back after them. The more demand gen you're doing and sharing of good content through partners and building your LinkedIn profile and those things, those are direct people that are reaching out to you. So it all works together. Like I'm terrified when prospects reach out and they're like, our whole plan, we're not spending anything on marketing. We've hired salespeople and we're just going outbound. Like it will work and it'll work for a period of time but you'll hit some level where just pure outbound doesn't work and it should never be. It's a tool like inbound is a tool and it's a piece of the overall strategy, but it can't be the whole strategy. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's just, there's not enough people to prospect to make up for, you know, not having those fundamentals, those building blocks in place. Yep. You mentioned a few things there. Is there anything that's like you'd recommend just, for maybe a company that doesn't have this, you know, content backbone, like the first thing they should start, yeah, should it course. be like a great piece of content, SEO, should they start with? I mean, no matter what, you need to do some SEO inbound strategy, right? Like what are your competitors doing to drive tra- traffic? It's just, you have to do it at some point. There's no point of waiting if you plan on being in business for a while. So mm-hmm. that's a piece of it. On the outbound side of it, we see a lot of different things. We see companies that think they can just hire one person and they'll figure it out. And those are a lot of the companies that come to us who have hired the one person, the two two people, 
they've been struggling for 12 months and maybe they've let that those individuals go. And it was 100% their fault. They didn't set up an infrastructure for outbound to even have a chance. Right. So outbound's tough when you're doing everything right. Mm-hmm. You talked about kind of data upfront. You know, when we think about data cleansing, it's not just buying Zoom info or a database, which is a great start. Like most companies won't even go that far, but it's not just that because 15 to 20% of their data bounces or the direct line isn't right, or people are moving so quick. So data is one piece of it. Having the internal knowledge to actually coach these people and have them run the right plays is the biggest kind of second miss. For small companies, think like SaaS founders, they either have VPs of sales who are really good at closing, but haven't been in prospecting world in a while, or they have founders that don't know that world, or their marketing people don't know inside sales either. So if you don't have the internal knowledge, like how are you just going to hire someone a couple years out of school and expect them to be able to do this on their own? And so there's all these small little components that if you do them right, you give yourself a chance. And if you don't do them right, you're just wasting money. So most people just waste money with hires, mm-hmm. right? So I would much rather build a data process, uh, get the right technology in place, which you, you for sure know that world, get the right people in place and have the organization say, we're investing in this. And to do this, we'll give it a chance whether this is a viable way to grow our business. I think that's where most people make the mistake. They hire and expect people to figure it out and just nobody can do that without true investment from the organization. Absolutely. And I I like how you broke it up into buckets like that. I'd I'd like to go into those for sure. Let's talk about mentioned data, technology, and coaching. So let's talk about data. I want to, you know, this is obviously, this is a expansive subject, you know, the right outbound sales process, uh, data, technology, coaching, but can we start with, uh, and just kind of construct at a high level, what this process, what an ideal process looks like, starting with like the data? Yep. Oh, so let's talk just really baseline, you know, what you can do from a data perspective. So baseline is right company, right job title, right? I mean, you know who you're going after. You get to things like, depending on who your ideal customer profile is, like if you're going after small businesses, you have a much bigger data problem than somebody who's going after Fortune 500 companies because it's tougher to get good data. There's way more of them. You need to segment. You need to do all these things. So let's talk email addresses initially. Emails are fairly easy to get or guess when you're talking about bouncing at under 20%. There's tons of free services to get emails. Mm-hmm. But what most people miss on is, okay, so you have the email address. There's still, even with your best providers, that 10 to 20% that bounce. It doesn't matter if you run them through a bouncing tool like Never Bounce. Mm-hmm. You're still getting to that 10 to 20%. And so what you're doing is you're hurting your domain, you're hurting your ability to send emails in the future, you're wasting your team's time. So email address is number one. Getting someone's LinkedIn information and social is typically pretty easy. That's something that can easily be Googled into. Phone numbers is where we really see the difference in the good providers, right? So someone like a Zoom Info, a Discover Org, Elite IQ, you know, these are on the higher end of having good phone data. So you think corporate phone data, 
And then you think individual direct lines. And then now, obviously, cell phones are becoming more and more important. But so here's what we call clean data. We call clean data is the person that I'm trying to reach can be reached by the phone and someone has attempted to do it. So before data gets to our inside sales team, somebody's picking up the phone, somebody's calling, can you get to that person through a phone tree? If you can get to that person through a phone tree, what is the extension? How do you do that? And do you get blocked, whether it's by an assistant or can you just not get to that person? And so that weeds out such a massive percent of people that if they're not reachable by phone, they should never get to your inside salespeople. So you can do these types of things with phone by hiring a service to do it or hiring someone else to do it on your team. Think team overseas, a team somewhere else. There are lots of ways to get data super cleansed before it gets to your inside sales team so that you don't have to hire more people. Uh, companies will just hire an unlimited amount of people. They have no problem spending you know, forty to $60,000 on inside right. sales sal salaries, but they won't pay per contact to clean the data. And it just cuts the number of people you need in half if you have super clean data. So that's kind of the spectrum that we see. You know, most are buying horrible tools or using free tools. The next people are taking the step up and investing, you know, the three to unlimited amount on the Zoom info and those types of services. And then less than 1% of the world is then cleansing it further than that. Um, yeah. So that's contact data. You know, if you take a step down, then there are things like intent data, right? So intent data is companies out there that are showing some type of intent to be the right person to buy your product or service. They may not be searching for it now, but they own it. There are all different types of ways to get intent data. We use intent data in our outreach because it converts at, you know, two to three times cold data. But that's kind of the, the spectrum of data as we see it. Awesome. It's so funny you mentioned that, you know, companies won't spend money on tools or data. They don't put importance on data, but have no problem hiring another salesperson who like, you know, if they don't have these tools, a lot of their time is being wasted, looking up, trying emails, calling the wrong phone numbers. I guess it's because they can say, hey, this salesperson, we're hiring in them at X and their quota is, you know, 5x or 3x so it's worth it but there's so much time that gets wasted doing these tasks that can just be automated or time spent drastically reduced using some tool or for service. sure it's an old model right hire salespeople to create demand mm -hmm. versus create demand and then hire the salespeople behind it right mm -hmm. like once you get to a point where you have enough demand then hire people to actually close it it's a model that is broken, but most use is the, we need to hire another salesperson to create demand. Well, use marketing, use inside sales, use other components to bring leads in the door and then backfill account executives, you know, mm -hmm. versus the other way around. Absolutely. Technology. So we talked about data, now technology. When it comes to how to best use this data, you know, how to best reach out to prospects, what have you found just in terms of tech stack um, is most useful or people can? Yep. For sure. I mean, there's fundamentals that we believe in, right? There's, you need sales navigator. You need a CRM of some kind. You need a sales enablement tool 
probably Outreach or Sales Loft is just the immediate go-to because they're inexpensive and they're the most enterprise. Mm -hmm. You need a phone dialing tool of some kind is the one where it just starts to really drop off. So imagine you're reaching out to a thousand people and your team is hand dialing. Like you're hand dialing, like what kills salespeople, and you, you just mentioned this, is wasted time. And what it's the absolute killer of inside sales is wasted time. Mm-hmm. So at the baseline of a dialing tool, have it where you can upload a list and your people don't have to manually dial. When somebody hangs up, the phone automatically dials again and you're doing one-to-one. Or take it further than that, use tools like Aurum, like Connect and Sell, other type of tools that can dial multiple people at once. And they're just, they're all about having more conversations. But you also can't use those tools if you're not doing the data piece, because then you just have a bunch of junk and they're just speeding up a bad process. So those are the fundamentals. And then there are, you know, there's intent data tools, like I mentioned, there are all these little nice add-ons, there's Vidyard. I mean, for us, like I think fundamentals, calling, emailing, and a really good LinkedIn connect strategy yeah. is the baseline. It doesn't take that much. If you can get your organization to really invest in data, the rest of the tools get pretty cheap in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of bells and whistles in the outreach space, in the cold outreach space. Doesn't mean they're not yeah. good, right? But um, like you said, solid fundamentals, you can get very far with that. And yeah. I know you know you have experience growing teams, leading teams. So I want to talk about coaching and you've got data in place. You say you've got the data in place. You've got, you know, this outreach strategy in place. When it comes to growing teams, building them up, increasing productivity, can you give us some insight on that too? For sure. I mean, I'm a true believer, you know, this goes way above inside sales, in my opinion, that the easiest way to drive revenue is by having good sales managers, Mm. you know, when you hire incredibly good sales managers, they bring their top performers with them. They have this group of people that follow them around, right? And there's a reason. Like they're emotionally connected to these people. They trust these people. And so when you're talking about an organization that has, let's say, five frontline sales managers, nothing is more important than those five people and the way that they're managing and coaching their team. It's the fastest way to revenue. Um, If you affect them, then you affect the people right below them. So what I think coaching, it's accountability, right? Like what is everybody accountable for? It's that connection piece. So you can't command people to do things. Like it just doesn't work. You Mm -hmm. need to motivate them to do things. It's obvious. And then it's a a process. There's just-in-time coaching that pops up all the time, but you also need to be having one-to-ones you know, where you're talking about how you can help your individuals and what you can do to help them, whether it's in their career or from a skill set perspective or to help them at the end of the day for most salespeople make more money, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, a common factor why people get into sales. And so that's how I think about coaching. It's the most fundamental. You'll never see a bigger influx or jump in revenue than replacing a really bad manager with a really good manager that can bring in their own team of all-stars. Yeah. There is nothing like working for a great sales manager. It can, oh. plus, because like a lot of people have, 
maybe have bad experiences from when they like first start, you know, started their first job and they, you know, got an entry level gig and working for a manager who wasn't great. Like I had the opportunity to work for someone who was stellar when I first started in sales after college and it can get you really interested in sales. It gets your people really like they want to work for you. If you're a great manager, they want to excel. They want to succeed. You know, it's, yep. it's, it's wild. Yeah. It's, um, I was in the same position. I had a job right out of college and had just a command and control manager mm. and everybody who talks about managers, 90% of their stories are bad. But after that, I went to a company and every single manager I worked with there, like every single one was incredible people that I still stay in touch with today, people that are still mentors. And like the only reason you know, that I was able to kind of do what I was able to do in my sales career was purely because of these people. They just, they have such a big impact, you know, obviously professionally, but also personally, um, just how you kind of think about things. So For sure. Let's talk about outbound view. Um, who's the ideal customer? Who can you most help? I'd love to hear about that. For sure. So we have a super wide range. The companies that we often help the most are companies that have a handful of inside or outside salespeople. So think one outside salesperson to 10, but they really don't have that infrastructure. They have a product that's selling, they have a product that works, but their outside salespeople are busy closing deals and they need lead help, Mm -hmm. right? So our team can come in, we can implement all of our data partners, we are boutique on purpose on the outsource sales development side of our house because most people shouldn't be outsourcing inside sales to start with. And the ones that do need a team that can make quick adjustments. Like I don't know how these big call centers work in outsource sales development. Like they just, you have to be small, you have to be agile. So that's what we do. We come on board. We should feel like an extension of your team. So outsource sales development is a piece of what we do. Then I think You know, the other thing that we try and do is integrate really unique lead gen into our outsource. So we're not just calling all the time. We're not just emailing all the time. We do things like help your companies track down past customers, Mm. like people who have left your clients are now somewhere that you can buy. We can implement strategies so that we can do outreach at those people. Like we implement integrated LinkedIn strategies where we see people are linked, uh, you know, clicking on emails. Your team then connects with those people and sends LinkedIn videos. And so it's just we do a little bit of everything, and we try and be small and niche and agile. You know, and so that's the core of our business is outsource sales development and lead gen programs. I love that. I've never heard of someone offering the past customer, like working with past customers, or, re- or doing outreach to past customers, but it makes total sense. A lot of companies don't have that win back strategy for, you know, how to get those pet loss customers back, but it's vital. They've already demonstrated that they're going to spend money with you. Yeah. It's something that we stumbled upon. Like it's, I'm almost disappointed that we didn't start doing this earlier, but like, you know, you get that inbound lead and they're like, Hey, we used to work with you at X company. I'm now VP of sales over here. Would love to chat. Like that is hands down the best lead, right? Like they know you they've used you. There's no trust issues. So what we find is most companies lose track of all these people. Mm. And we have the data infrastructure and we built this little software that helps us track where people are going. Mm. And so we come in, we look and say, over the last three years of your clients, 
who is left and is now somewhere that could buy. And it is the best lead list that your team should be focusing on. So we do the research, we do the data cleansing, we integrate this into our outbound programs or our outsource programs as well, but it's low hanging fruit. Everybody should absolutely be doing it. Absolutely. If you can talk about it, what are some cool new things you guys are working on or what do you see that's most interesting coming on the horizon for this year or next? Yep. So one of the things we get asked to do a lot is inside sales training. And we do it pretty informally. We don't have our dedicated program that we run people down. We're starting to build out some more components to be able to do this. And so I was breaking some of those out here recently. I think the biggest opportunity that we're seeing right now is email will continue to go down forever. As people keep using outreach and sales loft in these tools more, it's getting more and more crowded. Mm -hmm. So calling, we're not seeing, we're seeing very consistent, right? We book most of our meetings kind of through calling and social and advanced strategies in email, whether it's custom or doing other things. So calling staying pretty similar. I was talking with a sales leader, a client of ours about if you're hiring new salespeople, what are you looking for at them? And one of the things is their ability to work through LinkedIn and have social components to find new opportunities. So all of our clients were running strategies like, you know, think your LinkedIn profile. Most of the people that you're connections with aren't your actual buyers. They're like friends, they're past coworkers. So like, Every single day, you need to be adding 50 to 100 people that meet your ideal customer profile. If you do that over a month, even if only 20% of those people connect, you'll have 500 new connections of people who should care about your content. So being very, very specific about who you're going after on LinkedIn, who you're connecting with, and how you're sharing helpful information with them. It's a fundamental of what every salesperson needs to be doing today. So that's a big one. I mean, everybody knows they should be doing more on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I bet if you audited most salespeople, 5% of their connections are people that could actually buy from their current company. Sure. You know, So that has to change. Otherwise, it doesn't matter. Don't share content because it's just your friends and family that are seeing it. Absolutely. You mentioned a couple of components of you know good LinkedIn strategy. Um, sharing content, connecting. What can someone do if they're a salesperson or maybe like a sales manager who wants to get their team just taking action on LinkedIn? What are like a few things they can do to like get the ball moving with that? Yeah, you have so many people that you could talk about an in-depth LinkedIn strategy that was connect with people, nurture content, send personalized videos, and people just start to like get overwhelmed. Like most aren't using LinkedIn anyways. They're like, to jump from not using it to sending personalized videos of like your face that are appearing in people's inboxes <laughs> is a pretty big jump. <laughs> but I think the easiest thing to explain to them is in your territory, how many of the people that will possibly buy from you this year do you have connections with? Like know that you're there and start with a add 50 to 75 people a day There's research out there from Scaled and other places that personalizing this outreach is a waste of time. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't increase your connect percentages that much. So while you're watching Netflix, take 10 minutes and start hitting connect, build your searches and connect with 50 to 75 people a day. If your team was just doing that and just sharing corporate information, you'd be in the 90th percentile of what organization should be doing. 
And then you can, from there, once you have the connections, people start to realize that they start to get more inbound leads. They start to get more inquiries. People are following what they do. Then you can go to start interacting with those connections, start sharing our webinars that we're doing to those connections directly and just go super soft, just be helpful, but do it on LinkedIn because nobody's seeing emails and nobody's answering phones. Right. So it's pretty easy. It's 10 minutes a day. If your team did that for a month, you know, you're talking about thousands of new people that your message is reaching. Yeah. And the amount of people that are on LinkedIn who are, you know, they may not respond to your posts or even your messages, but they're reading them. Like you're getting touch points in there. Like it's so powerful because there's so many people on the platform right now. And the amount of content that's being posted and activity being posted is not like other platforms that are more mature right now. So there's still a lot of opportunity yep. on LinkedIn. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even like it. I mean, I struggle with getting into client work and backing off of like not being as diligent around LinkedIn in the same way that everyone else does. But mm. when I'm very diligent, I'll go through periods like everyone else. When I'm extremely diligent, I get random people reaching out to me that I haven't talked to in years. Like mm. uh, when you're at a in-person event, like you'll get people to come up to be like, love your videos on LinkedIn. It's be like, I forgot we were connected. So your point. People see them and you stay top of mind if you're sharing good content. Absolutely. Blake, it's been a pleasure to chat with you today. Have loved hearing more about Outbound View and your personal experience. How can people get in touch with you if they're interested in working with you or talking about something that you mentioned on the show today? For sure. Yep. I mean, we start every conversation with a whiteboard session. Where are you at? What does it look like? You know, you can go to outboundview.com fill out a contact form and start this. I'm very active on LinkedIn. So it's Blake Johnston, Outbound View. You'll be able to find me on LinkedIn. And most of the time we can't help, right? But through a whiteboard session with anyone from my team, you'll quickly figure out that we kind of know where you should be going top of funnel. Mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, reach out. I appreciate what you do. Absolutely love the podcast and the content you're putting out as well. So thanks for having me on. Awesome. Thank you so much, Blake. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening to this episode of the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. If you love what you heard, be sure to head back to morgandwilliams.com and go over to the podcast page for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on the next value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week and make sure to take action.